welcome to the Highbury Hangout podcast. Today we'll be talking all about our penultimate game of the season against Chelsea. Unfortunately, we ended up losing 2-0 at Kings Meadow, and it has become a bit of a theme with Arsenal of late losing away at Kings Meadow. Obviously, the last time we met Chelsea was in the Conti Cup final, which was held at Crystal Palace's ground, which we won. Yay! However, it was definitely a tale of two halves and ultimately the second half performance was really, really strong but it was just a little too too little too late kind of situation. So while we did have flashes of like quite good play, in all honesty, Chelsea started out very dominant and we often struggled to get out of our own half at points but key blocks in defence kept us going, especially from Jem Beattie and Lotte Vupamoy who had a really good game. Chelsea scored a goal in the 22nd minute, though, from Wrighton, who was sent a ball over the top by Perisic and was able to just get the ball past Sinsberger. It was quite a bobbly ball. I think, ultimately, it did feel a little inevitable, just the amount of saves and blocks our defenders and goalkeeper were making at that point. Although, as we've seen from Arsenal basically all season long at this point, heads didn't drop, the mentality remained really strong. And only about five minutes after that goal, we saw Freedom Mornham have a shot on target. It was a real blaster, however, Berger was capable of saving it. However, unfortunately, not long before the halftime whistle blew, Magdalena Eriksson scored a goal in her final ever home game appearance for Chelsea. More positively, in the second half, we were so much better. But it was a lot more intent. And in fact, even so, Jen Beattie after the game commented saying about the second half performance being a lot better. And Lee Williamson commented on social media that she was so proud of the second half effort. So it was a very much a visible shift. Although, having said that, Penella Harder, who is also departing from Chelsea at the end of the season, had a number of opportunities as well but no goals were scored in the second half. We had increasingly more shots on goal and Katie McCabe had a really big shout from outside the box, somewhere we've got used to seeing her score as of late. However, it was intercepted by Sophie Ingalls' arm and we were awarded a penalty. However, McCabe once again stepped up in the absence of Kim Little. Um, Unfortunately, she missed the target again, which is actually what happened last time. Um, Obviously, there's been quite a lot of debate from this about whether she should be our penalty taker, but I ultimately think there's a reason she's been chosen and it takes a lot of bravery to step up to this role, especially when the boots you are filling are Kim Littles. I think the right decision was made as it would be incredibly rash to change your penalty taker after just one miss. Frieda Mornham and Steph Catley also had opportunities, but Berger remained solid in goal. I think she also had quite a good game in general, alongside how Chelsea played against us and how poorly we played in the first half. I think it was a obviously a combination of factors. Our defeat alongside Man United's victory against Man City in the evening of that game, we now have basically all but secured Champions League football officially. In reality, there is a way in which Man City could beat us out, but it seems unlikely considering how healthy our goal difference is compared to theirs. And while we would clearly all want Arsenal to be fighting for the trophy, which we would expect normally, I think to have got Champions League football and had a trophy from the Conti Cup and all these other elements um, and the fan base in terms of the crowd sizes and 
the connection that we're seeing between the club and the fans, the engagement from that. I think all of these things are so positive. And when you think about how hard of a season we've had with all of the injuries, not just the ones that have happened now, obviously, with like the ACLs, but also we have had just bad luck in general with other short-term injuries. So I definitely think there is a huge amount to be proud of from this season. This all means that we have our final home game of the season at Meadow Park against Aston Villa. Obviously, you can expect a full match preview on thehyperhangout.com. This will be a really different game to when we last met Aston Villa, and not just because George Nobbs will be on the opposite side. She, of course, scored in our game against them earlier on in the season. But in general, Carla Ward has obviously made Aston Villa into quite a force to be reckoned with. Other exciting things at the game, you can expect to see the Conti Cup on show and Kim Little will be making kind of a presentation slash speech after the game. So definitely stick around. And super excitingly, I do believe that you might be able to buy the new kit for the next season at Meadow Park. But what do we all think about the kit for those who have seen it? But focusing back on the game against Chelsea, I think the disappointment from the players and Jonas Eideval was very evident. Um, But I think just the first half decisions seemed to be really slow under Chelsea's press. And now Chelsea's press is very high. It's pretty formidable, even at the best of times. But their press is to be expected, so it was a little odd to see such high-caliber players struggling with it almost. And then obviously, given that we were able to cope with the situation a lot better in the second half, it does make you kind of question what was going on. It could be, you know, fatigue and just the general situation. But ultimately, some things that I think was just really missing was obviously Leah Volti in midfield. She's a bit of our maestro as of late. She, I think was really missing in our build-up play and then also of course Leah Williamson's kind of long through balls that get us out of our sticky points which I think we did really need although I don't know if anyone's noticed but lots of Uber Moy has really stepped up her game in that area her balls to Noel Maritz quite often are really really promising Thinking more positively though, we actually did see Caitlin Ford roll Perisic a lot and use her dribbling skills to get into a lot of good places on the pitch. And obviously in the second half, we saw Catley come on for Cool. I think Cool showed some great promise, but I think Catley just has that little bit of a physical edge and obviously she just has so much more experience. But that having that like Catley and Ford duo on the left made Arsenal a lot more dangerous. And then having McCabe to the right instead proved a really good way of having like a pathway out of Chelsea's press and kind of playing out of their pressure. But also arguably, I kind of guess looking at the other side, Chelsea press wasn't as intense in the latter stages, although not all of the second half. And then that's when we see a lot of their defending prowess like come onto the pitch with Buchanan and things. But... I think ultimately they did continue to play really strongly so our second half performance was very impressive but I think ultimately just highlights something that we experienced earlier on in the season I guess against Man City as well that no matter how good you play in the second half sometimes with the bigger teams if you lose you can lose the game in the first half and I think that's what happened and then Chelsea were able to just protect their goal even though maybe we did deserve something from the game 
but it was just a little too sloppy and obviously Chelsea are so clinical that they were able to pressure on that and that is kind of just the story of the game. Now, obviously, in other Arsenal news, it's been an amazing time for our young gunners. So if any of you have seen, the Women's Under-17 Championships has been going on and we've had a lot of Arsenal stars playing for England in the tournament. For Arsenal, there was Dennis, Reid, Harbert and Ajbang and Fisher. England made it to the semi-finals and faced Spain. They are the current world champions and are stacked with talent including Vicky Lopez who regularly plays for Barcelona's first team. While the side were unsuccessful unfortunately in making it any further they had a great game and the scoreline was quite unlucky in my opinion. In fact it was Katie Reid of Arsenal who scored England's only goal in the tournament and actually so far the only goal to get past Spain, which is so impressive. Most of you will be pretty familiar with Michelle Ajimang as she has already made appearances for Arsenal's first team and scored her first professional goal. And she has been absolutely tearing it up in this competition. Definitely should make team of the tournament. We have seen her score lots of goals. She's like an absolute professional out there and you can really tell the edge that she has over a lot of the other players. While the final has yet to be played at the time of recording, at present she is in joint first place for most goals scored and she's been key for England's success. Now, in a little bit of a different direction in current Arsenal news, we now know that Hafaeli Souza will not be an Arsenal player next season. This comes as quite a shock to a lot of Gooners. Um, However, she will be joining NWSL side Orlando Pride. This is widely reported to be due to personal reasons and is not a reflection of how she feels about Arsenal. Obviously, she has been super positive about Arsenal, even referring to it as living the dream. Lots of badge taps and lots of love for Arsenal remains. This will be a huge loss for Arsenal. Her partnership with Lee Williamson in particular has been a cornerstone of this season. She scored really important goals in her Conti Cup appearances, including the Conti Cup final, and of course played a key role in getting us to the semi-finals of the Champions League. The 31-year-old Brazilian made 21 WSL appearances over the 18 months that she was a Gooner and obviously became a huge fan favourite in that time. One of the really important aspects of Rafaeli's game is that she is a left-footed CB, which makes her a perfect partner for Leah Williamson's game and Jonas Ardevel was specifically after a left-footed centre-back and I honestly think that at the minute Rafa is one of the best signings under Jonas but we of course wish her well and we'll be giving her an amazing send-off at Meadow Park on Saturday. Although don't worry Gooners obviously the window hasn't opened yet and we have been already informed that Arsenal have some pretty big plans going into it. And of course talking about the transfer window while nothing new has come out there's definitely still positives surrounding the signing of Chloe Lacasse to a WSL team particularly Arsenal. But after that news roundup, which had some really mixed feelings, I'm so devastated. She, I actually had her on the back of one of my shirts, so that's a little bit tragic for me in that department, but we move on. I'm really excited to see her play one last time. I think she's just amazing to watch. But 
after that very positive and then very negative news roundup that does conclude today's podcast thank you so much for listening you can expect your final podcast episode on match reports obviously after the aston villa game hoping to get it out a lot sooner than this one and then in the build-up to the world cup i'm hoping to do a few pieces and obviously and again some season recaps and whatnot because i do think there's been just so much happening this season once again and as always it absolutely flies by Bye, everyone.